Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning. Good morning, Liz. How are you, Deb? I'm good. I'm sorry I didn't bring you coffee. This really <laughs> is leftover from yesterday. Yeah, Deb had said, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I will bring coffee. I did. And I walked in, and she has one cup in her hand and not I two. I lied, but <laughs> I promise you. Well, you know, I had to drive this morning to <laughs> down Highway 99 to take a little table that I got to get powder coated. Oh, yeah. And so... I didn't have time to get us coffee. It's all good. I don't need coffee. I don't need it. I'm fine. I do. <laughs> well, I don't need any more. Okay. I have had some this morning. Right. I don't need any more, so it's awesome. fine. Other than you've already had a busy morning, but you're doing well. Yeah, I'm good. I yesterday was was not so good, so but today's better. So, yeah. You know, there's a lot of not so good days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, sometimes it feels like there's more bad days than good. Yeah, there's been a lot of stress, and there's a, been a lot of worry and a lot of concern, and, um, you know, for a lot of people. Right. You know, and, I, and I'll say this, a lot of people, we all are facing, you know, different kind of stressors, and some, you know, it's a continuum. Some are worse than others, but it's still our our own stuff and our own stress, and we all have to figure out ways to... To deal with that in healthy ways, hopefully, you know, right. there's healthy ways to deal with it and there's unhealthy ways. So <laughs> what are some of the, what are some, first of all, what are some of the unhealthy ways that you have dealt with stress or that you have had people around you deal with stress? Can you kind of talk about? Yeah. Well, me personally, I, I, I tend to go to the anxiety rabbit hole. So okay. I, I, I mean, I get Liz, I'll get anxiety to where my hands feel like numb and tingly. Mm-hmm. Like my heart will start beating. And the first thing that happens is I feel like I'm going to cry. Okay. And then when it gets to like that second level of, okay, I'm going to have a full blown panic attack. <laughs> My hands start feeling like tingly and weird, like almost like I can't feel them. Mm-hmm. Not the Renaud's thing, not how they turn yellow because right. I get cold. That I have. Uh, I know about Renaud's. Yeah. <laughs> remind me to show you a picture of my hands from the other day. I have a great picture of that. Oh, gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy what my hands do. I know they turn yellow. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, they kind of get tingly. And so then when I'm, when I, when it's gone to that place, it's like, okay. So usually I have to like call my husband and just say, you got, you got to talk me through this cause it's going to, you know, right. so I, I, I'm really, really trying to, to combat that mm-hmm. cause I, I have a pretty thorough history of that and, um, I used to have to be on medication for it, but I haven't been in almost 10 years. So I definitely have improved <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So is it just your own personal physical responses or do you take it out on others? Well, I have taken it out on others, um, but my MO is I tend to go more inward Mm -hmm. instead of outward. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I get anxiety like I do, because I tend to go inward. I tend to think everything's my fault. I've done something wrong. The whole world. I mean, that's very narcissistic kind of thinking. Well, so. I was going to ask you, what are the stories you tell yourself? Well, you know, do you do you tell yourself all the bad things that yeah, are about to happen? I do, and I I have a tendency to feel like the the shoe's gonna the other shoe's gonna drop. That everyone's mad at me. That I've said and done like it's I've done something wrong. Like a little kid, and I know that that goes back to being a little kid. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you're just this bad little girl, you know. Somebody who had to take a lot of responsibility, probably undo responsibility I did. as a child. I did. And there were issues yeah. with with uh, um, a stepped parent who was really, really not nice to me. So I know that a lot of it comes 
from that. And I also have tools to go, that was then, this is now, this is not your fault. Da, da, da. You know, I, I know how to talk to myself, but but I have taken it out on others. I've taken it out on my husband. I've taken it out on, on friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely done that, and I hate when I do that. <clears throat> but I tend to more not, I tend to more take it out on myself. What okay. about what about you? Well, I I tend to take it out on others. Um, I definitely tell myself stories mm-hmm. um, about how awful I am, or how unlikable I am, or how yeah. um, I have no friends and I have no. And the truth of the matter is, is we are kind of in this little bubble where we have very very few friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has to do with um, leaving a church and. Um, you know, my husband getting a new job a couple of years ago, and now the pandemic, of course. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of reasons why our our little bubble is very, very small. Right. But I find myself missing people that I've had in my past, uh, missing relationships I've had in my past. And my husband reminds me, you know what? Those were not healthy relationships. Right. Those were not healthy people. You're missing something that in your mind is better than it actually was at the right, time. Right. Because if you look back during those times and look back at how much we needed our friends at various parts points in our life mm-hmm. and realize that they weren't there, <laughs> yeah. Then then you look back and say, "Oh, those those relationships actually weren't give and take relationships. They were a lot of giving mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. no receiving. Right. Out but of I, balance. Yeah, out they were balance. they were out of they were not balanced relationships. Mm-hmm. And I find myself uh, when I'm in stress, I jump at everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I jump at the people closest to me. Yeah. Um we've been doing a remodeling in our kitchen, a very small remodel, but um every time a nail drops or a tool drops <laughs> yeah. or the the saw my husband turns on a saw mm-hmm. every noise i just i just practically leap out of my skin wow. and i am so 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 stressed and that's how i know that i'm not dealing with things very well right. because everything is causing me to just jump out of my skin yeah i i i've definitely been there where the slightest noise, and you're like, and and I've had people notice that about me. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Calm down, my son. Calm down. My oldest son will say, uh, "That was just a glass. It's all good. It's yeah. just I just put a cup in the sink. It's fine. Everything's yeah. good." <laughs> I know, but I will completely. I went completely off on my husband a week or two ago because something was not on the table that I thought was on the table, like a. Something you were looking for? Something I was looking for. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was nothing. And it turned out that I was wrong. <laughs> that I was wrong. When you I was the one who moved it? I, actually, it turned out that what I was looking for didn't actually exist. Mm. Um, it's a story maybe I'll tell you another time, but it didn't actually <laughs> exist. But in my mind, I thought that something was there, and I was so mad about why it was no longer there. And um, it was just... Something that I thought had two parts, but really only had one part. Okay. And the one part was fine. It was, you know, there wasn't a second part at all. <laughs> so, um, and I completely went off on him. And I'm like, but it was here. I know it was here. And um, I apologize to him for that. <laughs> I apologize. I remember when I was in college, uh, I had a little tiff with my a college boyfriend, I can still picture we were in his pickup truck, which was red, and we were parked in the parking lot at Fresno State mm-hmm. and um, outside of his dorm. And I remember that we were having this little tiff, and all of a sudden he looked at me and he goes, What is wrong with you? Are you about to start your period? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, No, this is a real fight, and I have real feelings. And um, I think it was the next day when I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I had no reason to go off. You were just PMSing. I was just PMSing and had no reason to go off on him like that. Because I really like to pride myself in the fact that I didn't have PMS. Mm-hmm. But I did. Yep. <laughs> See, and mine, again, I had it too, but 
I would, I would, I way more go internal than I go outward. Yeah. And I don't, that's not necessarily healthy. Right. You know, when, when I, when I was in my therapy years, years ago, uh, the therapist would say that homicide is more healthy than suicide. <laughs> gosh i know oh wow i mean it's a joke it's a joke yeah in other words it's it's taking it out on taking another it person out on is actually healthier is actually healthier than beating yourself up when the reality is that both of those things aren't healthy you know but in context of being in a therapy group those of you who are listening that is what the context is. Right. Nobody is saying that either of those things are a good idea. Absolutely. It was, it was, but she was trying to make a point to all of us because we all, all the women in that group, mm-hmm. all had a tendency to beat ourselves up right. and to do things to deal with, with ourselves. None of us were, um, People that would scream and yell and and cause problems. We were all kind of more inward, right. uh, inward suffering. I'll say right, right. Which was why we all landed into the same same group. So, yeah. um, you know, it's e- neither of those things are good. You know, what's a healthy thing to do is be able to respond instead of react when there is a stressor. Mm-hmm. And with with our own self too, Deb, you don't need to beat yourself up about this. This is not your fault. You didn't cause this. You aren't the causer of all good and bad things on <laughs> in the whole world. In the whole world. <laughs> and, and you know, to try to figure out a way to be a little more diplomatic in how we deal with stress. I know for years. Um, I think I've said this on this podcast before. And it, this kind of fits right along with the theme of Deb having to be in therapy for a while. <laughs> uh, but I would always have things wrong with me, uh, a little bit on the hypochondriacal side. <laughs> and um, But always I had real symptoms. Okay. Always, always, always. Okay. And so I'd land in the doctor and, you know, in there talking and... I end up and I'm in tears because he's asking me, you know, well, what are the, what are you under a lot of stress? And then just boom, the tears. So it was very, very telling after, you know, being in there for the 10th time. And now I'm having, I'm thinking I have a heart thing and they send me to the heart doctor and it's all stress. And it's Mm -hmm. all because I suck it all in and Mm -hmm. I take it all in and I, and I deal with it in side of me instead of outward mm-hmm. you know and and you know the really tough thing about that question I mean I can just I can so empathize with you because obviously the doctor has to ask that question are you under a lot of stress yeah. but the minute it's asked for me all of a sudden what I hear him saying is all these symptoms are your fault yeah it's because you're internalizing stress and this is your fault and so what he does is just add Mm -hmm. stress to me he adds something else for me to take personal responsibility for and that's not what he's doing no but you're right what he's meant you're that's why i break down in tears is because i'm like i know it's all my fault exactly and it and it feeds the that cycle narrative and the narrative that you're telling yourself well one year, this was about four years ago, three or four years ago now, I ended up in the doctor, and that was when I ended up having the heart thing, and I they went and gave me a treadmill test and all that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, um, friend of mine, and uh, why can't I think of the name? The receptionist okay. at okay. the doctor okay. says, you know, Debbie, you might you might take a look at this. And she handed me a pamphlet, and it was a, a meditation uh, friend of hers who taught meditation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she taught group courses, and then she taught a one-on-one thing. Well, I thought, okay, you know. What have I got to lose? What have I got to lose? <laughs> so I called the woman, um, and I had tried to meditate years before and was not successful because I could not sit still in it. Right. Not understanding that that's normal. 
So monkey brain, is uh-huh. that what they that call it? They the call monkey it brain. monkey brain, uh-huh. yes. And so anyway, make a long story short, I, I took this meditation class and the lady is lovely and has become one of my friends. And um, I learned so much in there, but I learned that that monkey brain thing is normal. And, and I have to say that in the last four years, I still still have that anxiety that comes up and I still deal with stress internally like that. But even just sitting in the quiet for five minutes, mm-hmm. even just five, which right. anyone can sit for five minutes and my mind will go off even in those five minutes. But when you catch yourself having your mind go off and you pull it back and, and you just sit there, it's, it you would be amazed at how much that helps. Yeah, it really, really does. And I, if if everybody could do that just for five minutes, you know. Well, and even a minute. So I have an app on my phone. If you have an Apple phone, and I mean an Apple Watch. If you have an Apple Watch, you know that maybe a couple times a day you'll get a little notification saying, "Take a moment to breathe." Really? Yeah. And it That's says, cool. um, you know even a minute of breathing has been shown to relieve stress. And so it gives you this little prompt. And then as soon as you say, okay, and you hit the little button, then it starts the one minute timer. So you could just, wherever you are, you can wherever just Wherever you sit. are. And That's it'll awesome. vibrate That's uh, awesome. for you to take an in, to, for you to take an inhale, and then it'll stop vibrating and you exhale. And then it'll inhale again, you know, and you'll feel it vibrate. So you don't have to look at it. Wow. You just can feel it. So you can do it while you're driving. I was just going to say, you're driving and you start and you can just do that. Yeah. You can do it when you're sitting in a meeting. You can do it when you're sitting, you know, in a church or in a concert, whatever you're doing. And um, there are days when I will take, you know, four or five of those one minute breaks throughout the day. That's just to breathe. And because and the monkey brain kind of gets shut off because you're you're feeling for that vibration. Mm-hmm. So as it as it vibrates and you take in your inhale mm-hmm. and then you exhale and you wait for the next vibration, you know, really your brain just allows you to breathe. Right, right. Yeah. That's it's so important for human beings to to just take a moment. So right. I do this study. Um, it's called Course in Miracles, which some of you may um, be aware of, familiar, yeah. familiar with. Um, I'm not the best student of it. <laughs> I try. <laughs> but I also do... What a, is telling you that you're not the best? Because you don't do all the assignments? Yes. Or because... <laughs> I don't do it all. I don't... Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of... There's a... There's a lot of reading. Okay. There's a lot of reading, and then they break it up into practice periods. I mean, there, it's small. Yeah. You know, do two practice periods a day. Sometimes it's do one practice period an hour. And it's the the idea is is changing our mindset to um, un- unlearning bad thinking, you know, habits. Right, right. And so the one for today, the lesson for today is is this today or yesterday? Yeah, I think it's today. Um, is that I can see peace. Instead of this, whatever this, this is, is. Okay. I can see peace and not whatever. So uh, yesterday, my husband and I were under quite a bit of stress. Um, those of you that know us, we, 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 we run a music school and, and the pandemic has um, not been kind to our, to our music school right. and to our, you know. So we both... It's been a year. It's been a year that we have really had no clients in here. We have all this overhead. We have all, you know, there, there's a considerable amount of stress. Yes, of course. Um, worrying about whether or not we're going to make it or not. We, we both really, I think, are doing pretty well at staying positive mm-hmm. through it. But we then have these days and these moments where... We're not positive, you know, yeah. and and I think the reality of, you know, it's like for me, I want to think positive, but I also want to think realistically. And it's hard for me to sometimes find that 
kind of a balance. And I think that's part of what stress is, mm-hmm. is it's like we're either on one or the other. It's, you know, there's no balance in there. Of right. So, you know, okay, so the pandemic has hit us hard and we have hope that we're going to turn around. We really do. But the reality is we don't know. It may not. Right? Yeah. I mean, those two things are true. Right. There's hope, and I always will have hope. But, you know, so I think... It's a very real situation that we have to deal with yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it, you know, if everything were to go away, we'll figure it out. The universe is big. God is big. We'll figure it out. But in the, these moments, you know, that's kind of what our, what we're thinking about. And so this lesson today... I can see peace instead of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I'm going to choose as best I know how in the middle of this extremely stressful situation that we have at our lovely, beautiful music school that we love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and nurture like it's a child or something. Absolutely. Um Anybody it, who has started a business from nothing has that same yeah, kind of feeling I mean, it about is. it. It is a child. It's it's like your baby, you yeah. know? And I walk into all the rooms and spaces and all the pianos and all the things on the wall. And I it's like I have a lot of skin in this game here. And yeah. so I, I think it's not realistic to say that there would never be any stress. At the same time, I don't want it to take me down and take me out either, you know. I don't want to end up in the doctor with heart palpitations and he's going to say, what's going on in your life? Are you having stress? (laughs) I'm going to say, yes. Who is it? Um, I really like in that sentence, I can see peace in this. I really like the word can. Mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. Yes. See peace in this. Yes. I can. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, the responsibility comes onto you and the strength comes to you. Mm-hmm. And you say, I can yeah. see peace. I can see crap. Yeah. I can see difficulties. <laughs> but I, I can, can see, but I can yeah. see peace. Where is it? Let me part the curtain. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. I did it. And as soon as you start to to look for opportunities to see peace, then just like any other muscle, yeah. you know, the more you exercise that muscle, the better you're going to get at seeing yeah. peace. And that's that's a lot of what this whole program is, is changing our mindset to seeing, you know, physical things of this world being whatever they are to seeing what they actually are, you know? Right. I mean, because at the end of the day, Liz... None of it, all this will go away. Right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, God willing and the crick don't rise, I'm going to be a 99-year-old woman like my grandma and I'm going to be sitting in a rocking chair and I won't have a music school, and but I'll still be here. And I mean, it, 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 it's temporal. It doesn't, yeah. you know, so what are the important things? And I think if I can, for me personally, that's the place I need to be in to really deal with the stressors that I have in my life is to focus on what is really real. What's real is you and I are here. We're love, we're light, we're we're trying to do something positive for the universe. Yeah. We're wanting to see people's lives change, we're wanting to see our own lives changed and the people that we love and at the end of the day, you know, if a music school goes away, meh. Yeah, I mean, it, it will, or it won't, or whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's the place I want to live in, where I'm not freaked out about it, you know? And it's a tough, tough mm-hmm. thing. We were talking earlier about taking breaths, and I would really like for our listeners to kind of um, spend some time practicing breathing. And your vocal teacher, I have taught <clears> vocal <throat> um, mm-hmm. vocals to elementary kids. Um, I'm a very... You know, I'm a very uh, simple, simple musician, but I know more than they do. So I've heard you well, sing. Well, but I know more than they do. So yes. I'm able to teach kind yeah. of some basics and they are able to become better than me. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know that you breathe diaphragmatically when you're when you're breathing. And that's how you get the most amount 
of oxygen and mm-hmm. air, you know, into your lungs, basically, is to breathe, basically, by making yourself fat. So think for a minute about babies laying in their bed. Mm-hmm. What part of their body moves when they breathe? Their bellies. Their bellies. Their little bellies go up and down, mm-hmm. up and down. And they're at so much peace. And their little bodies are working 100%, you know, as well as they possibly can because they're not thinking about That's it. That's right. That's right. They're not thinking, they're not about, thinking about it. it. No. They're not worried about... Sucking about in. sucking in your gut mm. and being thin, right? <laughs> no. And so then what do we do as we get older, especially as women? We start pulling in our gut. Mm. I remember being, I don't know, eight years old and being in the hallway and my mom saying, pull in that stomach, suck in your tummy. Yeah, I, I have one very close person to me who has a horrible memory of that. Well, and this wasn't, I don't even look back and think, gosh, what a terrible thing to say. I just remember, oh, my mom is telling me how to be prettier, how to be, how to look my best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just remember, ooh, sucking in my my tummy and then, you know, being really pleased with the fact that I could maybe make it as flat as my hips so that I could be flat for a bit. Motivo, yeah. You know? Well, remember, like, there's all these programs on right now on, on TV and, and what's it called? The, uh, the thing that they would wear and then would pull it so tight. Oh, the corset? A corset. Oh. <laughs> And women would faint. Man. Yeah. But, you know, if every one of us would just, I mean, those of you listening right now, just put your hands where your belly button is and take a breath. And if you don't feel your tummy coming out, if your hands don't come out, Mm -hmm. then you're not... You're not taking in all the air that you can. Right. If all that's rising is your chest and your shoulders, you ain't doing it right. And the thing that you can do to, to check yourself, too, to really get a nice deep breath is go get a straw and if you take a so and put your lips around that straw yeah and then take a deep breath through the straw and you'll see you can get so much more air as you if you draw that air in slowly right it'll it'll really fill you up it's so mm-hmm. awesome. Real, I make my students do that all the time. Yeah. Go get a straw. <laughs> Sometimes I will have my students like bend over forward mm-hmm. and put their hands on their backs. Mm-hmm. And then as they feel their rib cage yes. kind of expand. Yes. Then you know that you're, because you, you, you have to breathe correctly when you're bent over forward right. because you can't really fill up your chest. No. You have to fill up from the from the diaphragm, from the very... Like from the from bottom the up. Bottom up. Which is a strange concept. From the bottom up. But, but it, think about a balloon. A balloon kind of, you know, you blow into a balloon and what you want to do is push that air all the way to the end of it so that then you can yes. fill it up to its best. Otherwise, you have that little nipple left that's, at the end, that's right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you really want to get all that air in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, all of us, that's something that every one of us right now can do wherever you are. Yeah. If you're driving, if yeah. you're you know, at the gym, take just a moment. Just if you're driving, breathe. don't close your eyes. Don't, <laughs> don't close your eyes. Yeah. So you said you haven't had medication in like 10 years. <laughs> what what yeah. changed like 10 years ago that you were well, able to kind of get control of? So my, my anxiety uh, medication journey started when I was probably 25 or so, 26. And so you're I, just a young wife at that yeah, point, right? Yeah. yeah. And I I was off and on, well, medication for that's a long time because yeah. I'm 58. Yeah. So, um I went off of it or I'm going to say around let's say around 50. So okay. I'm eight say 8 years ago, okay. 8 9 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um through that that those years of being on a medication, um, I would try to go off. So I had little little moments where, okay, I've been on this for this long, maybe because I the therapy that I well I started that medication before I was in the therapy that really really changed my life and helped me, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it was always you're going to be a person that needs it your whole life. You just can, you're going to need it temporarily, you know, maybe, or, or maybe you're a person who needs it off and on through your life and maybe it's just, you're a one-off. You're just going to need it for this time, for this and, time. and then you're done. Yeah. So 
there was always a thing in my mind, well, I don't want to be on this forever, so maybe I can go off. Mm-hmm. So I would go off when I kind of felt like, you know, this would be after years, not just, and always under the direction of the doctor, uh-huh. you know, to decrement down. You There's a way you do it. You don't just quit cold turkey. There's a way to do it. So mm-hmm. I would do that, and usually I would feel pretty good for a time, um, maybe six months, maybe a year. And then slowly but surely, those symptoms would sort of creep back in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm going to need to do this again. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's kind of the roller coaster I was on for most of my, you know, younger years. And then when I was 48, 49, something like that, I decided again, okay, you know, I've been on this. Maybe it's time I can, you know, be done. <laughs> yeah. So this time, though, I had an interesting experience where I had a really hard time going off of the medication, even doing it the way the doctor said. I had a very, very tricky time, and my I just was having strange symptoms going off. I mean, I was taking, like, like a speck of of the, the drug. Um, can't even think of what it was. I've been on... Four or five different ones. Okay. And anyway, could not go off of it without having this symptom where I would just be walking along in my day and feel like one of my feet like stepped in a three foot hole, just like a, like a, I don't know. It was weird. And so anyway, I did some research and I found a site that encouraged me to take a bunch of omega threes. At the same time, which we know omega-3s are good for your brain. Right. So I I did that and was able to finally get off that. So now, though, now it's like, okay, I'm going to stay off this time. So went off and same, same exact kind of thing. About a year, year and a half in, I start feeling those, I start feeling the symptoms coming back. Mm. I start feeling the... Everything I just explained earlier, my hands going numb, all that, yeah, all that. Um, but I made a decision that I was gonna fight through it. Now that's just me, right? And I know a lot of people who are still on a medication, and I am all for being on a medication Absolutely. if you need to be on Absolutely. it. I would never and check with your doctor. Don't just stop no, the medication I would just n- because. Yeah, absolutely not. No. Um, and and you know I was on one for thirty years, right. so I'm an advocate for being on a medication if you need to be on it. I also think, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but for my own, I'm just speaking for myself. I was okay with trying to see if I could go off of it, knowing that I had the option of going back on, right? <laughs> you know? Which sometimes is all you need, yeah. actually, yeah. just to go, I mean, oh, I, this is going to be painful for right now. And I'm just going to see. Yeah. I'm going to test the water. So it was tricky. It was touch and go. I got to be honest. It was it was tricky there for me for some time. And you could ask my husband. I, there were times where I thought, I need to go back on this. I need to go back on. and But something inside of me said, nah, I'm just going to continue to try to work through it. When I have the anxiety and I have a thing, I'm just going to, I'm just going to continue to try to, to work through it. And as I've done that, and the meditation has helped, running has helped. I started running okay. about five years ago. Okay. I started running. I don't run very far. <laughs> But I run enough. I'm always in my running clothes. Right. I run enough that it just gets me. So exercise is a huge thing yeah. for helping anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, being in menopause and not sleeping does not help. Right. <laughs> right. But I guess for me, I've just chosen to deal with the anxiety attacks. They're less and less and less. As I've gotten healthier, I think, in my mind and learning about mindfulness and doing yoga and doing my meditation and doing my spiritual practice that I do in the mornings, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's made it so that the anxiety that I deal with 
pretty much daily is manageable without being on a med. I do all those other things. That's my med. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, but I can honestly say that 10 years ago, I, I couldn't have done that, you know? Right. And so part of it is age. Maybe I've, it's lessened in my physical body, all that angsty crap that I was always in. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, I want to say again, I am not an advocate for going off medication if you need to be on it. Right. You know, right. but I also know that, you know, and I know that this is true in um, like when they diagnose a kid with ADHD or something. A lot of times there's been all kinds of talk, you know, that they overdiagnose and they over medicate. And if a kid comes in with issues, the first thing they do is put them on Adderall or put them on Ritalin and. There are people that need it, right? you know, right. but there are other things that could be causing. It could be a food allergy. It, there's all kinds of things that could be causing what's going on in our bodies. Right. You know, there's chemical reactions to things and there's just, there's just all kinds of things that, you know, I think we're a pretty over medicated society. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I mean, I I was on uh, blood pressure meds and after I lost 35 pounds, I haven't been on blood pressure meds for probably three years. I mean, there's that. Yeah. And, And it just, you know, it's not that I won't necessarily have to go back on blood pressure meds. Everybody in my family is on them and not everybody is 35 pounds overweight. So everybody has you know, there may be a genetic predisposition. Exactly. And so it's something I have to keep an eye on. Right. Um, But as of right now, I don't have to be on it. So rather than say, well, I'm just going to be on this medication forever because it's, it's, you know, it's what necessary to keep me at my best. Well, maybe there are other options, but like you said, work with your doctor and keep exploring, figure things out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, therapy really, I mean, I'll say this, I think in our society too, there's like a stigma about saying that you have to go to therapy and, you know, maybe we should call it different. Counseling therapy sounds like it's, I don't know, but it's so good. Friendship. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, my, my time in the, in the last therapy situation I found myself in was the most healing thing that, I mean, it's the thing that has helped me the most in terms of figuring out my life, my past, you know, understanding the taking things on so internally, like I said earlier. Um, It's just, it, it changed my perspective on how I see myself and it gave me tools to be able to deal with the things that I deal with. And I think Therapy sounds scary sometimes because you do have to look at your life. You do have to look at your stress. Mm-hmm. You do have to look at your shortcomings mm-hmm. to to really get to get the help you need. If you're if you're not willing to look internally and to work your stuff out, it's not going to help you. Right. You know, and and but I think that's a scary place for a lot of folks. It's, well, it's but it scary. really is just about mm-hmm. tools. Uh, if you're going, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, we've been doing this remodel, and you know, my husband had to go out and buy a saw um, that he needed specifically for this project, but he has done other projects where he's needed the same saw and he's just borrowed it from someone. And so at this point, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to buy it for myself so that next time a project comes along, I have the tool. Right. And so we're not afraid to buy tools that we need for for projects. No. We're not afraid to dye our hair or to buy makeup or to, you know, to buy paintbrushes if we're a painter. I mean, there's we're constantly filling up our tool chest. That's exactly right. And also, you know, medically speaking, you know, if you break your leg, you're going to put a cast on there. If you need blood pressure medication, you're You're going to take it. You're going to take it. If you have cancer, you're going to get chemotherapy. You're going to do the things that you need to do. And mental, your brain is an organ too. Your brain can need some some help and yeah. some you know some attention and some care right. and i think sometimes 
you know, we're taught that, no, if you do that, you're weak or whatever. And, and it's just it's just so not true. Mm-hmm. You can learn so many valuable things about how to deal with your life and your stress and your problems and, and who you are. And, you know, it, it can be a really, really beautiful journey yeah. to do that. But, um, you know, stress, that's kind of the, the theme of this podcast today. Yeah. I mean, in closing here shortly what what are things Liz that you do that you know daily because I know you exercise and I know you have stress yeah I'm up at the gym at 5 30 or 6 o'clock every single day um I am not great at self-care a lot of the time and so I might drink a little bit too much tequila on a specific day <laughs> because I'm under stress and that is not helpful no. because it's a depressive mm-hmm. and you know some and then it'll maybe turn to sugar in your body while you're trying to sleep and you'll wake up in the middle of the night so that's that's definitely not the answer right um and so I will sew I will paint I um I, I sometimes will read. I will write poetry really? that no one will ever see. Oh, <laughs> I think we should share our poems on a podcast one I time. Know. Maybe we will. Maybe <laughs> we will because it's um it's very helpful sometimes. Um, also, you know what? I will sit for just an hour and watch a Hallmark movie. Um, you know something that. I don't have to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with the breathing. Yeah. Once you learn how to yeah. breathe correctly, you no longer have to think about it. Right. And it benefits you as a singer, as a musician, as a speaker, as an actor. Well, and you also, you know, if you have that tool in your bag, then if you find yourself having a stress, stressful moment, you can go, oh, breathing tool. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's there's a few baths. I love, 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 love taking a bath. Um, and so sometimes I will just take a bath. Um, you know, this year has been difficult for all of us mm-hmm. globally. Globally. You know, not just us here in Fresno. Globally, this has been a really tough year. And I think a lot of the broken relationships, a lot of the ugly things that have been said on social media, mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from a place of stress. Yeah. You know, and fear. And fear. And fear. Yes. So people are afraid that the country is going to go to hell if mm-hmm. they don't, you know, vote this way or vote that way. Um, I was I was contacted on Twitter. I, I, there was a Twitter conversation that I had with somebody a year ago that was very benign, very nothing. Mm-hmm. But this woman was a, a music pastor. And um, it wasn't even controversial. There was just, you know, she had an opinion. And I said, yeah, I think that, you know, this is my opinion. And she said, oh, well, that's interesting. And it was not even, you right. know. And all of a sudden, I got on that thread from a year ago, she said to me after the election, are you happy now? Are you happy that thousands and thousands of babies are going to die? Oh, my God. And that's that's not no. I mean, the answer to that is no. I don't want any baby to die. I personally don't want babies to die. But all of a sudden, she just clubbed me with this comment. And that wasn't even what that original thread was about so I'm not sure why she felt like she could abuse me like that and especially coming from a music pastor who you know and so that's like left field whoa it was totally out of left field and but here's the thing is that she was coming from a place of fear Mm -hmm. and stress Mm -hmm. and all of us are coming right now we're all under a place of or under stress Many of us are fearful because we don't know what tomorrow's going to come. My unemployment stopped two months ago because there there's some sort of you know fraud yeah, stuff yeah, happening I, in California, and so all of a sudden I don't get unemployment, even though I haven't done anything wrong, and I don't know how to fix it. Right, and I've done everything that they've told me to do to fix it, and it won't fix, and it won't fix. And I have I have friends that are in that same situation, mm-hmm. and if I put it out on Facebook and say, you know, EDD is a mess, 
um, people will say, yeah, me too. I'm one of the people that they've decided is fraudulent. Right. And none of us are fraudulent. All of us are out of work. All of us are either teachers or artists. Mm -hmm. And the theater's closed and everything's closed. And we're desperately trying to get back to work. We're also trying to not starve. Yeah. And it's and it's just and a it's, very stressful time. It's a stressful time. It's it's very, very <laughs> yes. stressful. And so we we tend to take it out on one another. Yeah, we do. And just like when I exploded at my husband about not being able to find this thing that I swear he left on the table that really was never even on the table. That's what we now do on social media. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, vomit mm-hmm. um, our, our fears yeah. and our anxiety onto one another. And, and it's easier because you can't, they're not in the same room with you. It's right. on this strange screen here. <laughs> so it's I like, think the thing that makes me the craziest, just like the doctor who would say, are you under stress? Yeah. And I would completely collapse. <laughs> I think the thing that makes me collapse is when... I say something on social media and people respond with a laughing emoji. Like they're laughing at me. Ew. <laughs> Ew. And that, and that will make me cry, right? Oh. You know, it'll just make that would, me... That would make me cry. It will just make me collapse. So we we really have to work at not taking our, our own stress mm-hmm. and fears out on one another. Right. Yeah. Right. So breathe. Take a bath. Hmm. Um, go for a walk <laughs> or a schlog. I, I schlog. A schlog? Yeah, I jog. I you sh- jog. I schlog. <laughs> <laughs> go for a jog. Um, be outside, even if you're just in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. And if it's cold, wrap up mm-hmm. because that fresh air, that vitamin D is gonna is going to help alleviate and relieve some of that yeah, that's, stress. That's something we didn't even talk about is the sun. Fresh air, mm-hmm. sun. Um, there are things, you know, the serenity prayer. Yeah. God grant me, yep. you know, the courage to change the things I can and the, the wisdom the wisdom to, to know the difference, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> between the things we can change and cannot change. Right. And if there's something that you can do to change your situation, don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Do exactly. it. You know, I have to make a phone call to a dentist. I've had the information for a week and I have not yet picked up the phone. There's no real reason. It's just, I, I had to, I, I had that yesterday. I knew I needed to call the student loan people. I hate calling the student loan people. Right. So I finally did it yesterday because it's just, you just look at it and you just know it's going to be stressful or right, whatever, you right. know, and I just and don't want to do it. not making that phone call, though, it's causing more stress because I'm like, oh gosh, this I know. is something I have to do. And it's not that big of a deal, but I add stress to my own life by not doing the very simple tasks mm-hmm. that I have in front of me. Right. Well... My ex-husband would always say, and it used to drive me crazy, it'll all work out. It'll just all work out. Well, yeah, good or bad, whatever, it'll all work out. Of course it will. But in, in a way, he's right, you know, things will always work out. And, and, I, and I do think that, you know, we can try to see peace instead of this. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. if I can somehow get that into my mind of, you know, if I'm in a traffic jam, I can see peace <laughs> instead of this. Yeah. I mean, there are ways that we can, you know, counteract those stressful things in our lives by changing our minds just even a little bit, taking a breath or whatever, and just trying to see the So a really, just... really quick story that I just want to just yeah. kind of encourage. I And I'm sure that many of you saw this on the news, but there was a snowstorm last week. There was a group of doctors that were on their, or nurses or something that were on their way to uh, deliver some of, of the, the COVID-19 vaccinations to a clinic. Mm-hmm. And they had like six or eight, you know, vaccinations on them. It wasn't even a lot, but they were on their way and they were stranded in the snowstorm. So they got out of their car. These um, vaccinations were going to expire because there's a shelf life for these, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. if they're, once they're taken right. out of the freezer. Right. So they got out of their car and 
started knocking on windows and said, do you want a vaccination? Because we have some that are going to expire. And do you know that one of the people that whose window they knocked on had just left the vaccination site and had been turned away because they ran out of vaccinations? <gasps> and so now they're like, yes, I want a vaccination. First of all, can you imagine the trust of saying, okay, I don't know you, but sure, go yeah. ahead and stick a needle in my arm, you know? <laughs> But those people knew mm -hmm. that there was a window of opportunity mm -hmm. to help others with what they had. Yeah. And they got out of their car and did it. I thought you were going to say they, like, buried them in the snow. <laughs> so that they would survive. <laughs> no, they actually gave the vaccines to these other people. That's awesome. So, you know, sometimes if you're stuck in a situation, you don't know... Uh, you know, you're angry and you're pissed about the mm -hmm. fact that you're trapped in the snow. But that may be the very thing that allows you to be in a situation to get a gift. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's right. That's right. And so that gave them a gift. Mm -hmm. How many times have you been stuck somewhere? And it was serendipitous yes. that you were there at that time. Yeah, and, and had you not been in traffic jam... Something else wouldn't have happened. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to look at this, the little things that happen. That's right. And so, so alleviating our stress by getting rid of our fear, um, not taking it out on others. If you're afraid that our country is going to hell in a handbasket, I get you. I, I understand your fear. Mm -hmm. But what can we do? Well, we can volunteer. Mm -hmm. We can serve our communities. Mm -hmm. We can make the world the place that where we want to live in it by just focusing on our own little world. Yeah, there's. We can be the change we want to see we in want the world. To see in the world. We that's can. Right. We can be that. So that's right. So if you have something to share with us, if you want to share your stressors mm -hmm. and your fears and your anxieties. We might not be able to solve your problems, but we'd love to be in an ear for you. Mm -hmm. And so you can send us an email at wedancewithskeletons at gmail.com. You can go to um, dancingwithskeletons.net mm -hmm. and check out our website mm -hmm. and leave us a personal note yeah. there. Um, and just, just remember, we're not doctors. We just play them on TV. <laughs> Just, you know, 50-something-year-old women who have yeah. survived a yeah. lot so, of yeah. horrible, yeah. awful, hard situations. Yeah. And we just want you to know that you're a survivor. Exactly. And we just, we have, we've talked about medical things today. That's why I say that. Just always make sure you you talk to your doctor and your therapist and make sure you're, you know, yeah. doing what they say. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Just take a bath. Take yeah. a bubble bath. Have yeah. a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye.